Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into CHGO Bulls Post Game, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app and be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. My guys, Big Dave Watson. He is at BAWL Sports. Mark K joining us from down under. He is at MK Hoops on the Twitter machine. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Our guy, Will to go golly, will join us from the United Center later on tonight's post-game show. We got Steven Nicholas rocking the controls, giving Joey a night off. Bulls beat the Hawks 111-100 is the final. That's three wins in a row. No jet lag for the Bulls, I guess, huh, Big Dave? I guess they got home a couple days before we did. Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely had time to rest and relax and I honestly think that was a huge difference uh, tonight, especially in, in one Alex Caruso, who I'm sure we'll get into later. Um, you could definitely tell he he got some sleep and was very well rested, and his body thanked him for it uh, tonight. But, yeah, man, the Bulls just look re- relaxed. They look ready, and they honestly played like everybody liked each other. <laughs> like everybody like, oh, we're a basketball <laughs> team, and we're good at this. So, yeah, they look like a total team out there, and I and I really enjoyed it. Like you – the big three look like a big three is supposed to look. You know, the supporting players look like how they're supposed to look. Uh, the bench look like how it's supposed to look. And even though it was a tight game until that fourth quarter, which you expect, you know, playing against the Hawks, um, the Bull, I didn't feel like this this was in jeopardy for them, man. Like, they look like a real legit straight-up basketball team tonight. Although maybe, maybe, Mark, there was still a little bit of jet lag in that first quarter when the Bulls only managed 17 points. But the Hawks were a hot mess in that first quarter, too, so it didn't really matter. Correct. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. 17 points for the Bulls in the first quarter. Even the third quarter, they were outscored by nine points in the third quarter, but they did their work in the second and fourth quarter. So uh, 40-point second quarter, awesome performance. Completely owned that corner, plus 13 in that corner. And then in the final quarter, uh, plus 11. So to your point, Dave, like, okay, fine. Whatever happened in the first quarter, third quarter even. But in the fourth quarter, when it came down to winning time, came down to DeMar DeRozan and well not even just DeMar like we'll get obviously get into it more in, in detail right. soon but to your point like at, at no stage during that fourth quarter period did I feel like this team was going to relent and maybe that's part of maybe part of that reasoning is like over the last 10-15 games this group has sort of been playing a lot better more generally so mm-hmm. that, that probably plays a part into it but just 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 the application in this game in that fourth quarter or going into that fourth quarter I felt I felt pretty confident, and they uh, obviously delivered in that fourth quarter. So uh, mm-hmm. good to see. Good to good to see that they didn't, I guess, as well. Like had had a really fun week last week. Had a really good performance against the Pistons. I was worried about this potentially being a bit of a letdown game, and there were times maybe earlier in the game, particularly in that first quarter, where I thought that was going to be the case. But uh, shout out for the Bulls for not allowing that to happen and continuing the winning ways uh, for for those winning ways to continue, rather. We got people in the comments saying it's always nice when you see Mark pop up on a post-game show. Our guy, NK, loyal viewers saying, Mark, hey, no need for a bucket of ice cream tonight. P. Will with a double-double. <laughs> um, yeah, I, let's let's talk about P. Will for a second. 
because I thought he kind of had an up and down game. I thought he did some decent things in the first half. And then for the, like in that third quarter, it was a third quarter from hell for Patrick. He had a couple of turnovers. Uh, Mark, I saw you tweeted out one of at least two that I knew opportunities for Pat to take an open shot that he passed up leading to bulls turnovers, leading to bulls shot clock violations, passing up an open corner three for then like a step inside long mid range two that he missed um, he, he got called for either it was a legal screen or offensive foul on one possession. Like it was just a bad, bad, bad third quarter for Patrick, but to then see him shake that off. And I, I wonder what Billy or maybe some of his teammates said to him in that, uh, you know, that timeout between quarters three and four to say, Hey, maybe forget about that. Focus on what you can do to impact us getting a W in this fourth quarter because Pat has that monster putback dunk after one of his teammates missed a shot. He has that strong take to the basket where he's crossing through the paint right to left, put putting his body to work, getting an and one, and then grabs a strong offensive rebound, dishes a beautiful no-look pass to a cutting Vooch, and then Vooch dunks one. I mean – Huge plays from Pat in the fourth quarter, Mark. Yeah, yeah. And look, you, you sort of hit on a uh, peck that this was sort of trending into maybe a a ghost-like appearance from Pat. Like, at, and during the first half, he had six points, one rebound, finished the game with 18 points, 10 rebounds. I'm no scientist, but that's a lot of points and rebounds in the second half. So, <laughs> pretty, uh, like, even during that third quarter, there was moments where I'm like, all right, is Pat going to get into this game? Like, was, is he fully engaged? But then he sort of, started to feel his way through it. You, you noted that he that he turned down that three, which annoyed me and I'm sure annoyed pretty much every Bulls fan out there. But he started doing some things, just doing the little basic things well. And then ultimately that culminated where he started doing pretty much everything well. So yeah, fantastic game from Pat. And like these, this is the type of game where it's like, yes, this is what I know you can do. This is what I believe you can do. Just do it more, please. That's what I want from you. And it was like, just again, the perfect role guy game. There was nothing that he did tonight, which I feel like can't be replicated in, in this sense. Like he wasn't just making crazy dumb shots. He wasn't hitting a million threes or doing anything of that nature. He was just being active and just getting on the boards, getting involved in the, in possession. So the stuff that we saw tonight, like it, it's good, but I just want to see more of it now. I guess that's, that's the task with Pat, but uh, yeah, shout to Pat. He was uh freaking good tonight. Yeah. To, to add to what Mark Hicks said, I, I thought it was common sense basketball. From like you said, it was nothing super spectacular. It was nothing just like, oh my God. Um, it wasn't nothing to sit there marking and you're like, wow, this dude could be the best player, the second best player on a team right now. It wasn't nothing crazy like that. It was just very just steady and going along, like, yeah, this is basketball. Like, even the, the as his struggles occurred um in that first half, I, I guess it didn't I didn't even look at it like that. Like they were struggles because I felt like they weren't incompetent, you know, things that he was doing. He just wasn't involved in, or in the game. Like, what he finished six, six of eleven, you know, shooting. You know, got to the free throw line five times. You know, <laughs> like which is crazy for him. And yeah, like those little things, and two for four from the three point line. Like those kind of little things, like that. It's competent basketball numbers for me. So when I'm sitting there watching what he had, like the six and one, I'm like. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. Yeah, he had a couple. He turned down some shots, but it it didn't bother me so hard. But it was in the second half. It's like he felt his way and was like, "Okay, this is what I need to do. Okay, I got this right here." The most impressive, and I'm sure Marquez, as he always says uh, about Patrick, the most impressive thing is the rebounds uh, that he gets. And when you saw the ten rebounds, that's what I was truly impressed by because he was not only just getting them; it's the fact that he's doing them against guys like John Collins. You know, and, and Clint Capella, you know, those are guys who rebound. That's what they do. Those are guys who are going to go down in the post. That's what they do. So to get his 18 and 10 against those kind of guys, um, for me, was was an awesome thing for Patrick Williams. And the, the three-point, he had a three-pointer that, for me, iced the game. And then, you know, he got fouled, got to the free throw line to do it even more. Like, those okay. are awesome things for me, for, for Patrick Williams, man. And uh, like Marquette just said, stuff that you need, he needs to just continue to build on and, you know, build that consistency. And I think, like, with this team that we see Billy Donovan oftentimes going to those small ball Billy Donovan lineups that he likes, this recent trend has continued. Uh, you know, Andre Drummond did break his, I think, three-game uh, DNPCD streak because he played for three minutes tonight. But still, uh, 
when you talk about a team that needs everyone rebounding, we talk about guards chipping in. You know, Zach pulled down six rebounds tonight. Uh, you know, Kobe had a few off the bench. Sometimes you see DeMar with big rebound evenings. But this is your starting power forward. You cannot have games where Pat is giving you two or three or, dear God, one rebound. You just can't have it. He is one of the guys on this squad that has some size and some strength so seeing him with a double-digit rebound, which, by the way, I believe is his first double-double of the season with those 10 rebounds tonight. You need more of those. But like you were saying, Mark, it's something that we can see Pat replicate. There's no reason we can't get this all the time from him. People who are asking Pat to become a star right now already on this team, I think are misguided in what this team needs from Pat. You got Zach. You got Demar. You got Vooch. You don't need Pat scoring 20-plus every night. But you know what's great every night? 18 and 10. That's his role. Or some nights, 10 and 10. Or or 15 and 8. But yeah. we cannot have the nights, like you said, Mark, where it looked for a moment tonight like it might be a ghost night from Pat. And we can hopefully continue to see him grow into what his role is as this team and this roster maybe morphs in the days and seasons after Vooch, after DeMar DeRozan have moved on. But right now, a night like tonight is the perfect Patrick Williams game. Yeah, and look, one of our regulars in the comments, Eric Jays, noted that you're not going to get 18 and 10 from Pat every night, or that shouldn't be the expectation. You, you just said the same thing. And, and to clarify, like that's not what I'm expecting. I'm not expecting 18 and 10 from Pat every night. But like one of the best indicators for Pat like just his general motor level, and look, this is a, this was an issue coming in for for Pat in the league. Like one of the one of the drawbacks on him was, does this guy have a consistent motor? And I think that's been a fair criticism of Pat coming into into his career. We've seen it over the three years that he has played. Like that was a, a note that people had made um, during the draft scouting process, and like we've seen it play out. But like if you just look at the rebounding column, often when Pat is having one of his better games, when you're seeing that engagement level from Pat. Yeah, he's not going to get 18 and 10 from you for you every single night because that just that volume can't exist when you're playing behind Demar, Zach, and, and and Vooch, obviously. But when he gets after the glass, those are things he can do. To your point, like and like I said, one rebound in the first half, noticeable shift in how he played in the second half that really got on the glass, and like that, you know, one of the the one of those plays in the in the second half that really sort of triggered this second half revival for Pat when when he he was he was standing in the weeks weak side con, uh, corner as he typically does but rather than sort of staying there he he went in to go grab that offensive rebound can't remember who shot the ball but whatever whatever whoever shot it obviously missed the ball pat got on the glass and had that huge put back dunk like that was a, the type of play that one this team needs more often but it's the type of play that like can energize pat to get him really into the game so mm-hmm. it was just like those things that he was doing off ball that uh again like nothing crazy nothing fancy just doing the little things doing the small things and those things when he does that it just sort of lifts up the the, the entire collective of, the, of this team so yeah i'm not expecting 18 and 10 from pat every night but to your point like can you get me 12 13 can you get me like five six seven rebounds a couple of steals a couple of blocks here and there and just do the little things if you can do that then you've got your answer a power four we don't have to have any other conversations around oh should should javante be starting should Derek jones jr be playing all those sorts of things like Pat can end those conversations pretty quickly if he delivers on this more consistently. Mm, that's a great word, consistency. And fourth game in a row, he's been in double figures uh, scoring. But like you said, the rebounds are just super huge and key. But I like what you said, Marquet, about the energy. Because not only was it the energy for the players, it was the energy for the building as well. So mm. when the play, when the team sees that, and not only them, but when the fans are seeing that, that putback dunk was huge. And that three-pointer he hit, was huge. I'm like, yes, those that's NBA stuff. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want him to be, you know, for the team because that shot is going to be open for him often. I don't care what quarter it is, but especially in the fourth quarter when their eyes are going to be focused on DeMar DeRozan and their eyes are going to be focused on Zach Levine, he's going to have that corner three when it's money time. I think of guys like Mikael Bridges and, and Cam Johnson over um, in Phoenix. Those shots are always open to those guys in the fourth quarter when that's money time, because they're looking at Devin Booker, they're looking at Chris Paul. That's how that works. You you focus on the stars, your role players who shoot, you spot up, you shoot, you hit it, we go down the other floor, we get a victory. That's really how it goes. So to see just it look, to make it, the fact that it looked like it made basketball sense tonight. Like, I, I can't say that enough about his game. Even when it wasn't on, I didn't see anything that didn't make basketball sense. I didn't see too many of, of those um 
uh, fouls or those bad fouls that he had. He did have one uh, on the pick that he had, but I didn't see too many bad fouls from him or too many bad basketball decisions. Even he's starting to figure out how teams are playing him when he's going to the bucket now. Like, you know, they, before they just stand in front because he's not a great dribbler. So they would just stand in front and let him run into them, you know, or they would, you know, double or whatever. Now he's doing it and he gives off a little pass. Now he does it and he stops and he takes a little shot right there. That man did a a, a Patrick Williams no look, not a, not a regular no look. He did like a Patrick Williams no look, which is like a half look, you know what I'm saying, over the Vooch. I hadn't seen him show that kind of flavor in the past years that he's been here, period. Like, he showed some flavor, you know what I'm saying, on his game tonight. Like, that stuff is just comes with repetition and time and comfort for Patrick, and that's what just made me excited about his game. Because you mentioned Vooch, Dave, let's uh, talk about the Bulls' big three here for a second tonight, and we could probably converse, continue this conversation on the other side of the break in a few minutes here. But, uh, Mark, I'm sure you have been keeping track of this because I know it's something you keep track of. The on-the-floor rating of the Bulls' big three of Zach, Demar, and Vooch and how for large stretches of their time together spanning two seasons, it hasn't been great. It's been maybe just somewhere south of net zero, um, and we've been seeing them try to bring that number up in, in this recent stretch of games. In this recent stretch, when the Bulls have been playing better and winning more games, trying to climb back to 500 – the net rating of those three players on the floor together is positive. It's not overwhelming, but I think I saw somebody on Twitter had that it was like plus three point something in this recent stretch of games where the Bulls have been playing better and that trio have been playing better together. Tonight, they combined for 60 points on a night when two of the three, Vooch and Zach, didn't even have really great efficient shooting nights. But Chipping in elsewhere, I mentioned Zach with his rebounds. DeMar, 26, but also six times. And can we give a shout-out to Mark's guy, Vooch? 14, 17 boards, seven dimes. 11th consecutive double-double from the Bulls starting center. All three of them contributing to this team winning this game tonight. That's big, and it's continuing a trend of those three impacting the Bulls playing better and getting more wins recently. Do you know that, that all, everything you said is good, but do you know what's really bad and sad is that you know me so well that you knew that I would be across the lineup data and I can confirm, I, people can't see my screen that I'm looking at right now, but one of the tabs I have open is cleaning the glass lineup stats. <laughs> so yes, I am across the I know lineup you, my numbers. friend. I know you. Yeah, and, and over the last <laughs> few games, as you noted, they, they have been really, they have been in the plus territory to the point where that has lifted their their plus minus on the season to it's, it's now virtually even, which again, it's nothing to write home about. They're, they're literally even on offense and defense when um, in, when DeRozan, Levine and Vooch share the court. But a few weeks ago, they were like negative two. So to your point, the fact that they've played well over this last 10, 15, 20 games together as a, as a group, as a collective, that's, that's obviously lifted that three-man unit up from that point of view. So yeah, look, these guys more generally and I I, I don't know if we can just always keep coming back to the Minnesota game, but the, to me, at least, like that was when things visibly changed. I, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if that was just a coincidence or what, but like there's been a noticeable shift since that game. Maybe it's because of the schedule itself as well. The schedule's been pretty light since that game as well. But nonetheless, like the point is, the team has just been so much better through that stretch of games. Last 15 games, they're, they're top 10 on both sides of the ball. So uh, 10th in offense, 10th in defense leading into this game, 10th in net rating. So uh, across the board, like the big three, but as an extension to that, like the entire team has just been functioning really well on both sides of the basketball. Like the test now is, can you continue doing this? And can you get yourself out of the hole that you sort of created in the first 30-odd games of the season? But that's, that's the test going forward, but the way they're answering that for the moment, at least, is um, with with a, uh, you know, a resounding le a level right now. And they're, they're playing freaking good basketball. Up until the trade deadline, there's some winnable games coming up here. There's a real chance to get to back back to 500. I know I've said that a million times this season. <laughs> I've let me down a million times this season. I'm hoping that doesn't occur again going forward, but they've been playing really, really well. And the, the big three more generally have been playing really, really well. And it, and it feels like just since that Minnesota game, something's, something's changed, something's clicked. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, one, they broke me. Like, that was step one. I was out of my mind, freaked out after that Minnesota game. So that was one. But you're, you're 
you're absolutely right, Marquet. And that was one of th the things I wanted to discuss um, on here was how they played as a big three. Like, it just looks so, it looks so right. And, you know, I haven't seen it look just that right. Like, everybody knew when to go. Nobody was trying to go through the door at the same time. You know, everybody was like, oh, no, it's your turn to go. No, it's your turn to go. No, it's your turn to go. And they knew when to do it. So you're watching it and Zach is, you know, chilling early on. You know, they're getting, they, they, uh, DeMar is taking his shots a little bit. You know, Vooch taking his. And then second quarter, it was like, okay, Zach time. You know, get into it. Let's do your thing. He, he went into it. And then even in that third quarter, when I was like, man, they just need a bucket right now. Immediately, they went right inside the Vooch. And boom, boom, hook shot, post, score, quick basket. Boom. It was simple. Like, and allowing him to get it and facilitate for them as well. Um, and then DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter went DeMar DeRozan in the fourth quarter. Like, it was – and th <laughs> there you go. Like, he did what he did. And then on top of that, sprinkled in some Zach in that fourth quarter, you know. And it was done so right. You know, it was done correctly. Like, nothing was forced. Even on a fast break with DeMar and Zach – how DeMar and Zach shared the ball with each other, or how DeMar got it over to Zach, you know, for the dunk. Even that excited me. Even watching Zach's face when DeMar hit one of those uh, mid-range joints in that fourth quarter, and he was just like, "Woo!" Even when he gave that, like, those little things excited me. And Vooch, you know, getting that ball, dunking it, and start talking shit, you know, to everybody. I was like, it was beautiful to see, man. It was, it was wonderful to see. But I, I thought you saw all facets, facets of Vooch's game. He doesn't get enough credit for the tip outs that he does on those rebounds. I don't think Man. that's talked about enough. He really does an excellent job of that when and it's so it's it's so thought out and strategic because he can grab those rebounds honestly, but he decides to tip them out and even and even when he can't, he knows where to tip it. He's not just tipping it to anybody back there. He knows mm -hmm. where to tip it, you know, and who to get it to like that. It's real intelligent watching him play, man, and when it all comes together like this tonight, the Bulls just, just look real formidable. Yeah, six offensive uh, boards of those 17 for Vooch tonight. Like you said, Dave, the work he's doing, tipping out, creating those opportunities, second chance, third chance opportunities. All he's got to do is dye his hair, add a few tats, and it'll look like, you know, vintage late 90s Rodman out there in a Bulls jersey. We got to take our first break here on CHGO Bulls post game. When we come back, more on tonight's game. We haven't even talked about Alex Caruso. Um, you know, he knows his man Javante Green is down right now dealing with that knee. So instead of five Javantes, we got five Carusos tonight, and it was awesome. Uh, while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors, do us a favor, maybe even two favors. First of all, hit that thumbs up button if you're watching along with us on YouTube. Super easy. Takes less than a second to do it. And our producer, Steven, has informed us as we are doing this postgame show that we are just three Count them, one, two, three subscribers away from 24,000 subscribers mm. to our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Mm. That's so easy. If there are three of you out there watching tonight's postgame who are not yet subscribed to CHGO Sports on YouTube, what are you waiting for? Now's your perfect opportunity. You can be the people who get us over the hump to 24K. Don't you want to be that person? Of course you do. So hit the thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. Tonight's episode of CHGO Bulls postgame presented to you by our friends at FOCO. Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. That's CHGO. So get fitted out in the best sports gear around. FOCO has you covered from Soldier Field to the Madhouse, from the north side to the south side, with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like DeMar with apparel from the leader in sports, merch, and collectibles. That's FOCO. Maybe you're looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life. Super Bowl time. That means you probably want like a fresh Bears hoodie, right? Because you're already thinking about how promising this upcoming 2023 Bears season is going to be. And you need the right fit for it. So go to FOCO.com because they've got amazing deals on those super snuggly hoodies that can get you ready for a fresh season of tailgating to fight that Lake Michigan breeze. And if you're out and about, man, Chicago, big day when we landed back from our Paris trip yesterday and I walked out at Terminal 5 to get my Uber ride home, I was like, whoa, yikes. 
Welcome to <laughs> snow on the ground, frigid winds. You need layers and you need stylish Chicago sports layers. You can get them at foco.com. So check them out. That's foco.com or click the link in the description below on this YouTube episode. For all non-presale items, use that promo code CHGO and you will get 10% off your order. Foco.com, promo code CHGO, 10% off. You know what, Marquette, when we were out there in Paris, one of the things that we made sure we had, sir, and I mean we had plenty of it, was those 75 high-quality vitamins, those minerals, those whole food source superfoods, those probiotics, and oh, my sweet Paris, France, the adaptogens. I'm talking about that AG1. Had it on deck, and it started our day correctly. That special blend of ingredients that supported your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and your aging, all the things that you, your lovely self, want to take care of. Cost you less than $3 a day. Cheaper than getting all those supplements yourself. You're investing in that all-in-one nutritional insurance. It is vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, y'all. Oh, and I mean, we had it morning, noon, and night. We was up in the athletic greens all the time. Everybody got down. Everybody got down with the greens. You can too. And we're going to make it easy for you because Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of that immune-supporting vitamin D and five of those free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls. It's athleticgreens.com slash C-H-G-O Bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance because it's Athletic Greens. You scoop it, you dump it, you shake it, you drink it. Then what did we do in Paris, Matt Peck? Oh, we felt it, baby. Oh, oh. them greens. <laughs> that Airbnb counter was littered in travel packets of athletic greens, man. Yes, we needed it. Needed it to get us through. It was it was water, it was AG, and it was a little red wine. Well, I was going to say, how does the AG1 mix with red wine? I'm assuming that's what you mixed it through, not actual water. <laughs> <laughs> so how does that actually taste? Let the people know. No, I, I mean, I won't speak for Dave, but I do know that for me, that Athletic Greens in the morning, not only does it keep you healthy and give you all those great vitamins and, and nutrients, but it also helps if you've been up a lot of hours, aren't getting a lot of sleep, mm. and had a lot of wine the previous day, which we did. So, you know, it has many, many values in that sense. Can confirm. (laughs) Shout out out to our guy, RG, from DNVR. They discovered on their Serbia trip this past summer to go do their whole, you know, Nicole Jokic documentary. He was like, man, those those travel pack athletic greens, they saved our life on that trip. And, uh, yeah, they came in handy in Paris for sure. Um, A a couple other shout outs. We just hmm. did 24K which I'm sure hey. we'll get into more in a sec, but also shout out to Steven, who's, uh, we've got a couple of people asking in the comments who is producing the show, whether it was Joey or Lawrence or someone else, it's Steven, uh, who I, I yes. <laughs> he, he's our guy because he's a big Jimmy Butler stand like, like myself. Right. So we appreciate when Steven <laughs> is joining us, but just to, uh, just, just to take you behind the scenes and Steven probably won't appreciate me saying this. Oh no. But this? off camera, Uh-oh. were you consuming your dinner just then, Steven? Oh, you could see me on here? I thought you guys couldn't see. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is, I, I got like pizza. I don't even cut it. I just kind of like bite at it. I thought you were licking um, it off, like licking the plate. All right. Full disclosure. I was biting it off the plate. Yes. That is exactly okay. what I was doing. But uh, yeah, no, no, I just wanted to Talk shout out Stephen for the fact that we appreciate his work, but also the way uh, he consumes his food, food off the plate. And I just Thank wanted you, to, to know that I could yeah. see him doing that. That man can eat. Hey, I, shout out to Stephen can eat, man. He gets down. That brother's part of the wait. clean plate committee. He is down, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Get it in. True story. The, the, the 24,000 people that are supporting us, uh, and we ticked over to that 24K whilst you two, uh, two fine fellas were reading those ads. Uh, massive, massive shout out. Massive shout out. Yeah, that is so awesome. awesome. So awesome. I, I also see some of our, uh, our new French Bulls fans hanging out in the comments as well. Hey. Appreciate y'all. I, Big Dave, I'm not hey, sure if you saw it. 
But uh, but our new best friends over there at Trash Talk uh, had a tweet of just a flexing Patrick Williams after that and one, <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I and I quote tweeted it from our account saying, "Wee wee, monsieurs, wee wee." <laughs> Man, shout out, shout out to Trash Talk Productions over there in France. The coolest guys, Bastion and uh, and Alex, our guy Easy from Chicago Bulls uh, in France. Man, I miss them already, Dave. I truly do. Such good people. Such really good people, man. We could we could have talked all night. Honestly, we could have done that all night. It was a great time. That it was. Um, you know who else had a great time was Alex Caruso tonight. Can we talk about him for a second? I know you've mentioned him briefly uh, at the top of the show, Big Dave, but um, we all know what Caruso brings on the defensive end. I saw I, I, maybe NBA Math or somebody on Twitter had the most recent uh, graph up earlier today on defensive um, pickpocket steals and then uh, intercepting passing lanes steals. Uh, and look who is at the very top right of that corner. Of course, it's Alex Caruso. The man is the Jokic of defensive graphs, and he did it more tonight, uh, creating turnovers, creating havoc, just would not let uh, the Hawks' backcourt get settled or set up their offensive sets in in any easy way. Mm -hmm. And in addition – we actually got useful on offense Caruso tonight, which is always a nice plus. There was a stretch of seven or eight games there, Dave, where you and I would be sitting at the studio rolling our eyes being like, oh, how many layups does Caruso miss? How many threes is Caruso clanging off the rim? But tonight, he knocked down two of his four three-point attempts. He scored yeah. 12 points yeah. in addition to doing what he does on defense. When he's that active as we expect him to be, on the defensive end, and can actually contribute as a double-digit scorer on offense, man, that guy is a blue-chip player. Listen, man, rest does wonders for the body, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Caruso is living proof. He was rested. You could see it. He was completely rested. He was all over the floor. 28 minutes tonight, and, I mean, he could have played more. He was all over the floor on both ends. That's why I'm excited about this time. Um, as Marquez said, you know, the games that they have, you know, to at least try to get back to 500 is because after these next few games, it's the all-star break. So he's got more rest coming up. Even if he plays all like this, he can get some more rest and then start the second half of the season even more rested. But no, you saw the best of Alex Caruso tonight and why he's so valuable to this team, man, or even you call it invaluable to this team. But the offensive end, Matt, Yes, absolutely right. Like the dunks, the lay-ins, you know, the jumpers, the the key three-pointers uh, that he was hitting. Everything was confident and looking smooth. And on the defensive end, I mean, you take your pick <laughs> wherever you want to go. I, I'll start with him having having uh, those guards in hell because he had them in hell. He going through the motions. Trey Young was not having a good first three quarters in his basketball game, man. It's, it started to come into him when he got to the free throw line. You know, like Trey Young does, he's crafty like that. But Alex Caruso was giving him the absolute business and getting on his nerves and getting on everyone else's nerves around him. Because not only would he guard him, you would see him when he switch off and go get John Collins. You know what I mean? Like when he would switch off uh, and go get bigger guards, you know, he would do those things too. But then at the same time, running the point guard, the point guardsmanship was on display as well from Alex Caruso. The, the uh, outlet passes were on point. From Alex Caruso. Everything he did tonight just showcased the best of him. And I'm telling you, it is completely because he wasn't taped up, dealing, nursing anything. He was fully rested, fully healthy. He looked like he he usually who how he's done these past two seasons when the season first starts. How how you know how spry he looks and how into it he looks, not mid middle of the of the season kind of thing. He was rested and he looked good, and we needed that tonight, man. And it was great to see. I hope to see it again tomorrow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And look, I've said this before, but like we're, we're going to get a chance to watch a game, all three of us together in person in, in a few months time. And, and you guys will notice that when I watch Bulls games, I'm very quiet. I'll sit there just on my computer, but bang, 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 bang. Very similar to like the GOAT, whereas you two guys are up there yes. in front of the screen 
being chaotic like meatheads. Food, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're very different in that sense. But the reason I say all this is if there is a player on this team who can bring the meathead out of me, it is Caruso because he <laughs> just does everything that I love about a basketball player. That defense first guy, try hard first guy. Like that, that, that's the type of player I love. So like that, that sequence where he had, I think it was in the third quarter where he scored that layup. Uh, he scored a layup and then immediately forced Trey Young into a turnover on the sideline. I was up out of my seat, acting like a meathead in that rare moment. So yes. I just love everything about Caruso. I mean, mm-hmm. typical uh, Caruso line. Like he had the scoring tonight, but even if that wasn't there, four, four rebounds, two assists, three steals. Like you said, Dave, just complete menace on defense, just doing the typical Caruso stuff. But the fact that he was two for all from three-point line. And look, since December, he's been shooting over 40% from three. Now, the volume isn't high. It's not like he's going out there and shooting, you know, nine threes a game and making three or four of them. It's a low volume, but obviously we'd rather Caruso shooting 40% on whatever volume he does take versus, you know, right. shooting 33% or something of that nature. So the fact that he has been a reliable, you know, one from two, two from four, like he was tonight, that's kind mm-hmm. of like an underrated aspect to this thing as well. Like, so the Bulls tonight, 11, 11 from 34 from the three-point line. They actually won the three-point battle tonight, not not by a lot, but the fact that AC has been shooting threes, taking threes, making threes, um, that's just another reason for him to be playing more or the, for him to be sort of closing these games. And again, referring back to some some lineup data, like all of the best lineups that, that feature Caruso, or, or sorry, all of the Bulls' best lineups feature Caruso in some shape or fashion. Like Caruso, Desumu, and the big three, that's plus 17. Caruso, Pat, and the big three, that's plus 6.8. So like... He has to close. He has to be in every closing lineup. And obviously, there's a reason for that because of all the reasons you mentioned, Dave. Like, the things he does on defense is just um, so fundamental for what this team's identity can be. Mm-hmm. Man, when when he had that steal and dunk, and then he just, you know, did the the old headband move, running back, back down the floor, it's so much fun. You know, those things you, you use to describe him, Mark, a, a defense-first guy, a try-hard-first guy, Man, who does that sound like? Sounds a little like Joe Kim. No wonder you love him so much. This oh, is why say, we love these players. Kirk Heinrich or Jimmy or Taj or Joe Kim or David Nwaba or Javante Green. Like all these <laughs> defense gifts. I love these players. I love these types of players, which is no – I'm not. I'm obviously not alone in this. Obviously, every single fan I want, at least I hope so, loves guys like Caruso. And again, I've never been to Chicago, but my understanding of Chicago is it's a blue-collar town that loves these type of players, likes the mm-hmm. defense-type defense first players, um, and he fits the bill completely. So, uh, complete peak Caruso game tonight. Right. Now, you know, you know that this fan base can't agree 100% together on anything. So, there are those Caruso detractors out there who are like, oh, man, he... You know, he doesn't shoot, he doesn't score any points. Like, they'll point out a game where he has zero or two in this points column of his box. And we'll be like, this guy sucks. And it's like, did you watch the game? Do you do you see what this guy's doing? He can have a game where he has zero or two or four points, and he can be a plus 20 in the plus minus column. Uh, our producer, Steven, says that we've got some super chats on deck. Let's get to them now, shall we? Our guy, AK. Our ride or die man saying perhaps 10 or so days in Paris and together helped with team bonding. Last season, the Bulls spent considerable time together, the Bulls playing for one another. We kind of talked a little bit about that, Big Dave, after their win. Uh, and then in our wrap-up show, our final show in Paris on Saturday, wondering if that trip could maybe spark something in this team. And not just the way that they play, but – some sort of, you know, renewed sense of togetherness and that we're, they're in this fight and let's not just, you know, curl up and die because we've had a couple of tough losses this season, losses that maybe could have and should have been wins. And we're sitting here on the outside looking in at the Eastern Conference playoff picture, but let's actually take this incredible opportunity of a lifetime, trip of a lifetime to go play a game of Paris, get a win, have some fun and jump into the second half of the season with some sort of different energy. Yeah, like like I said it earlier, they they were playing like they liked each other out there tonight and everybody knew where everybody was supposed to be like and everybody knew what, when everybody liked it. And and I can't tell you how many times I saw Vooch's hand go up and the ball went to him. 
you know, and that just excited me to no end. Like, yeah, this is what I've been crying about like for for a couple of weeks now. Like, yeah, do those kind of things. And yeah, but but to your point, yeah, man, like they look like a basketball team. Like everybody, like you said, was playing for one another and and wanted to see the next one do well. And everybody was being unselfish uh with each other, sometimes to a fault. Uh, but they were being unselfish and but what that does is create that rhythm, you know what I'm saying? When that ball is moving, it creates that rhythm for the, for the team, you know? And it's just great to see the Bulls doing those kind of things and not just looking clunky and sputtered. Now, some people might point to the competition that the Bulls have coming up. That could be the reason. Like, oh, they're playing lesser teams. I'm like, but dude, have you been watching the Bulls this season? Like, lesser teams of who've been kicking their ass. Like, so it means something. I don't care who's in front of them. They have to put these wins together as a unit. You know what I mean? Not just as an individual. It has to matter as a unit because this is who it is, the team is. They have to play together. Even Lonzo being there was was awesome for me. Javante Green was also there. That was awesome too. Like those guys are there and they're like, oh no, we're in and we're invested. So I'm sure that trip helped a lot of things uh, for that team as far as, like you said, the bonding and things concerned. But it's good when it's not just lip service. It's good to see it actually out there on the floor actually working. Yeah, and look, I think one one criticism that I would never lay on this team, one concern that I never had about this team was their their connectivity as a group and, and their like their enjoyment playing as a group. And I think Matt, you used the right word there, like renewed. Like if anything, what this Paris trip did was maybe just enhance something that was already there, or maybe it was something that was you know afloat for a little bit, but then maybe it's brought it back to where it was in, in previous levels, like. Part of the reason why the Bulls were so good uh, so early last season was that that chemistry that they had. And like when they brought this team together last season, at the start of last season, I thought it was going to take 15, 20 games for them to sort of figure out who they were. But like from the jump, they just understood. And, and a lot of that reasoning was that they just knew how to play basketball together. And, and I guess that's part of why, you know, the whole, uh, you know, the, the GOAT's favorite word, continuity, this thing is being continuously bandied about is because when we have seen them play together in this fashion like it just does feel like a team that everyone is on the same page there's no egos there's no douchebags on this team and that's why that's why i do enjoy this team because there are no you know there's no nonsense like yeah we can talk about like what what's happening on the court and the the pros and cons and the ups and downs of it but it's never been anything off the court that's happened there's never been any issues with this group in terms of things that have been away from basketball it's always just been about the basketball and at the moment for whatever reason it's starting to click again it's starting to get back on track so i think with renewed is the right word because they are getting back to playing like a team now which is nice to see all right, we got to take another break here. When we come back on the other side, we will get to some more super chats that we have on deck, and hopefully, we will hear from our guy Will, the goat Gottlieb, who is reporting on tonight's game from the UC. Big Dave, mm-hmm. which which friends and sponsors are we shouting out next? Come in. Oh, what are we talking about? That energy efficiency program is committed to helping families and businesses. In the communities, we serve, manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade outdated lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights, which is what I have on right now. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile devices and track your facilities, energy usage, and much, much more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. So don't wait. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z. Do this right now and start saving money and energy. To start a project, contact us at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, email businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Tonight's episode of Post Game also brought to you guys by our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Take your shot at turning buckets into big cash with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA and our official betting partner at CHGO. They're my go-to 
for my hoops action. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly, win or lose. Looking for an even bigger payout? Take a shot at their Friday night favorites. All you have to do is go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a select two-leg pregame Moneyline Parlay, and you'll get a 50% profit boost. Tonight's mm-hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook King of the game in the Bulls' third consecutive victory. It's the guy who had his 11th consecutive double-double. Nikola Vucevic, 14, 17 rebounds, including six on the offensive glass, and seven dimes from the Bulls' man in the middle. Shout-out to Vooch, who's been playing really well of late. Your DraftKings Sportsbook king of the game. Download that DraftKings app. Now and sign up with promo code CHGO and new customers betting $5 on the NBA get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code CHGO only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See notes for details. Mm. King of the game. Boochie Maine, man, that that call Stacey had on his dunk from the Pat Pats. Yeah. That was, I mean, Stacey has great calls. We we know that we enjoy Stacey and Adam's broadcast all the time, but that was – Stacey got hyped for that one. That was great. And he should. And he, like I said, Boots got hyped for it as well because remember, Boots missed the three. And then mm-hmm. got, got, Pat got that rebound, got it back to him, and just – yeah, and he was just talking all kinds of cash shit. And it was just mm-hmm. great. Like, I love when Vooch is like that because he doesn't he isn't like that until he hits like big shots in the fourth quarter or something like that. Right. So just right. to see he's that not, on the jump. Yeah. He's not an emotion on his sleeve guy. He needs to hang out with Dalen, you know, a little bit more. <laughs> just, you know, let some of that rub off on him. Shout out to our guy Rob in the comments who said to hit that like to celebrate DeMar's one thousandth game. Huge uh career moment for DeMar tonight. Cool to see the Bulls put a little something together during one of the TV timeouts on the, uh, the Jumbotron at the UC to honor that remarkable career-long achievement from DeMar DeRozan, that Iron Man of NBA basketball, just games on games on games. Um, all right, we've got some more Super Chats on deck. Steven, hit us with the next one. Uh, this one comes from Manuel, another one of our uh, ride-or-dies here at CHGO Bulls. You said, hey, guys. <laughs> Eyeball emojis. Are y'all hyped yet? Because you know I am. Eastern Conference Finals team. Let's go. I don't care anymore. Manuel, <laughs> we we love you, buddy. But really? <laughs> really? He don't care. He don't care anymore. He's just going to be out there. So, hey, go on and ride with it, man. Go ahead and ride hey, with man. it. If you, if you so give us after- five bucks for a super chat. You can say anything. Yeah. You can say anything if you give us cash. Whatever. That's true. I'll, I'll take Ride it. I'll take it. Sure. As as long as it's right. something that wouldn't be like flagged by the YouTube police, you know. Let's <laughs> let's not be too inappropriate uh, in any way. There are stipulations to my statement, yes, but on this occasion, I will I will gladly accept Manuel's uh, optimism, <laughs> and I I hope he's right. That would be a beautiful end to this season. Oh, man. Uh, McBaconator, another one of our regulars and our loyals, saying, I lost my eight-leg parlay by one Vooch point and one Levine three. Don't even care. Love to see this from Patrick Williams. And that's three in a row. And the good news with Baconator is you can always try again. Another parlay on another night, and Bulls play again tomorrow night. Uh, you know, both having a little bit of a catch-up uh, after this past week where they fly out to Paris to have a couple of days to get ready. They play the game. They come home. They have a couple of days to recover. So the Bulls only played one game in the past seven days, essentially. So now the schedule uh, starts hitting hard again. They played tonight. They'll play again tomorrow night. They have two or three more games after that to round out this week. But the good news is, McBaconator, there's always another parlay and another game. And for the Bulls, they got a win over Atlanta tonight, a team that they're chasing. They play the Pacers tomorrow night, another team that they're chasing on the bottom part of that Eastern Conference playoff picture. Hmm. Then they've got games against Charlotte and Orlando. Like, hello? We're 22 and 24. We could very easily be 25 and 24 by the end of this week. Mm. One thing 
the one thing I've learned so far about this team is I got to take it a game at a time. So I'm I'm just really looking at the next one. I'm looking at the paper. That's all I'm looking at. That would be great to be that, but they they haven't uh, earned that part yet for mm-hmm. me to think like that. So I'm just like, give me this game at a time. I'm enjoying this victory right now. They look great tonight coming back from the trip. Team effort victory. Let's go to the Pacers. Take care of some old business, please. Speaking of business, um, oh, no, you're no. always <laughs> – Oh Lord, I can't. T- I can't say no words around that. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Now you, I was on my way to a perfectly reasonable segue, and you just assume the worst. Did I? You said business. I, what are you saying? Like, oh, Lord. go ahead, go ahead, man. What? What? I can't say business. No, you can say, <laughs> say it all you want, but expect this laughter. <laughs> Fair enough. You know who's always handling their business <laughs> when they're at the United Center for Bulls game nights? Who is it's this? our guy, Will the Goat Gottlieb. He does do and that. And there he is. Hey. hey. Oh. There he is. No, no still, jet lag uh, for this man. Perfectly flopped per usual. Oh. Are you still hitting the Vino there, Peck? That was a brutal transition. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ah, there it is. On cue. Come on with it, baby. Joke's Come on, me. on with it. On I don't cue. know how y'all are handling this jet lag back to Chicago, but I cracked a bottle of wine at halftime, and I'm feeling much, much better. <laughs> you already know how I'm rolling. You better, you better know it. You know how I'm rolling. I think it's 5 a.m. for us right now, so that's pretty much how late we, we've been staying up. I think I think we're all fine here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I honestly think that that adjustment has been easier. But like you, you had a day today where you had to like go to the United Center and do things in B places. Where I, you know, I don't know about you, Dave. I did run a couple of errands this afternoon to just kind of like catch up on getting home after we got home last night and I crashed hard. But you know. Our, our bosses were nice and were like, yeah, you guys can do post-game from home tonight. You just got back from a week a week in Paris. But, Will, you, you're putting in those those grueling hours, and uh, we, we appreciate it. I am putting in the grueling hours, and I'm feeling it. But the Bulls won a game tonight. They won three in a row, and that's giving me the energy that I need to get through the night. Um, go ahead, Dave. Well, talk also, to me Mark- about – Hey, dude, how you doing? Yes, awesome. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Hey, buddy. Talk, talk to me about the um, the big three tonight, Will, because I just really enjoyed how they played off each other. Like, I, I used the analogy of how they didn't seem like they were all just trying to go through the same door at the same time. Everybody mm-hmm. knew when to go and when everybody needed it. And when the fourth quarter came, obviously it was DeMar DeRozan time with a little Zach Levine sprinkled in there. So just what was your take on, on how the big three played? I think, yeah, the the last several games, they've sort of balanced out the shot distribution. They have started to play a little bit more, um, you know, moving the ball between the three of them. I I thought Zach looked a little bit off today. Like the the hand is starting to worry me a little bit. I'm not sure exactly what the numbers are, but like his his shooting since that game in Washington when he said he hurt his hand have not been great. Um, So they're but I think as a result, they're playing through him a little bit more. Um, especially down the stretch. And that's why why you saw him get a couple of those pick and roll opportunities. The team, the Hawks were trapping him uh, high and then he was letting Caruso or Vucevic play through the middle. But I think that was like the hope coming into the year, right? Was just that these three would kind of figure out how to play next one another to play together and to complement one another and make each other better. Um, I'm not sure we've really maxed that out yet, but it definitely feels like they're getting there, at least trending in the right direction. Will, yeah, we well, were talking part, part of the go ahead, Mark. Sorry, Pe. I, I was just going to say, like, like, yeah, we can focus on the big three and, and how they play together, but their success as a unit is often defined by like the guys around him. And based on what I've seen from post game, a lot of people were talking about Patrick Williams in part because obviously you guys got access tonight to speak about Pat. So, uh, maybe, maybe you can give the listeners a bit of a you know, a bit of a, a rundown as to what was said from Pat himself. I know I've seen a funny, uh, a funny quote here from DeMar on. On, on Pat and the way he likes to uh, abuse, ver- verbally abuse Pat, let's say. So maybe you can give some insight to the listeners and to, to those following us on the, on the YouTube here. Uh, what was said from DeMar, from Pat, and, and from everyone else tonight? 
Yeah, we gave Zach an, a night off from uh, Media Hounds, and he was, seemed very appreciative. But got to talk to Pat a little bit, and he's just so like even. Like I don't know if he's just super well trained in like how to interact with media, or he's just like that level-headed and like never get too high, never get too low kind of guy. Um, but it's just kind of like this is this is what I have to do. Like he understands, he knows what the game for him is supposed to go like, and it's just a matter of executing. I think that's part of the frustration for fans and, um, you know, just people watching is like, well, he knows what he's supposed to do. He's physically capable of doing those things. Like, why isn't he doing it? But I think tonight it just, it felt like, and I don't know if it was like one play that he did well, was able to build on that, was able to build on that, was able to build on that. But it just seemed like he was, especially in the fourth quarter, he was a little bit shaky in the third quarter, but comes out, gets put back dunk then he attacks close out gets a drive gets an n one uh then he had that offensive rebound where he threw that pass to vuch who dunked it and it just seems like all those things keep building on one another and he's able to put together some good stretches and yeah i mean he he's not somebody that strikes me as like lacking confidence like he he knows what he's capable of doing but it's in those moments where you really see that he can put it together and i think he just kind of um you know, I don't think this is like a new realization for him, but it kind of it seemed to me that he knows what he can do and that he is like, I mean, it's not just this game, right? He's been putting this stretch together. So it seems like he's kind of starting to figure things out. And DeMar kind of said, like, I really get on his nerves. I'm hounding him all the time when he doesn't do what he's supposed to do, whether it's not taking a shot, whether it's, um, you know, not attacking the basket when there's a hard closeout or, you know, finding the right rotation, executing whatever it may be, like, I'm in his ear. And I think DeMar really wants Pat to succeed. Obviously, that's why he's sort of taken him under his wing. But um, DeMar also just mentioned how much pressure Pat, when he's playing like that, takes off of the big three. And that is just huge for the Bulls down the stretch where, like everybody has said at this point, like, every every game matters. They can't have any back. Like, they're in the chase now for the 10th seed, which is, like, not where they want to be. They want to be up and around five or six and they just need to win out basically to get there. Will the Bulls got, uh, got the edge on uh, bench production against the Hawks tonight. Um, you know, really solid game from Caruso, which we talked about before you hopped on Kobe white, not a great shooting night, but still impactful, uh, just making big plays and timely plays. It seems like Billy has settled on this eight-man rotation for as long as Javante Green is going to be out, which for right now sounds like at least a couple more weeks, maybe even a few more weeks, recovering from that uh, that uh, need to bridement uh, procedure, the same one that Lonzo had. We did, however, see Drummond get some tick, played three minutes in this game after several DNP coaches' decisions in previous ones. Um do you think that Billy has found a, a regular and reliable eight-man rotation here, give or take a couple of minutes from Drummond when he really needs it? Yeah, it really seems that way. I asked him pregame whether um, – kind of just what he saw in general from this, like, Patrick Williams, Derek Jones, small ball lineup that we've been talking about for the last year and a half. Um, and it seems like they're starting to put some stuff together with that group. Like, the numbers are looking good. Uh, I think it allows them to just do some different things defensively. Uh, gives you a little bit more space on the floor. Obviously, Vooch, Vooch can shoot it, but um, when you just got that kind of like rim rolling verticality and uh, ability to like dive from the dunker spot or uh, cut more or whatever it is offensively, that sort of spaces you out. And then the added element of being able to switch one through five with Derek at the at the five is really valuable. So I think they're going to keep going to that. I think there will be some dependent uh, dependency on you know what the matchup is like had a kongwu played tonight and they go with like a kongwu and uh capella together at the four five the bulls probably don't run that lineup against them but i think it's a really effective lineup i've been saying that like i said for as long as we've been doing this show and it's nice to see get some run but also um it's going to be a matchup thing where like drummond is going to have moments he had got dunked on, he came down, dunked on somebody else, and then basically, like, that was it for him. Um, but I think it makes more sense to just have him be, like, a spot-minute guy at this rate because of how well that small ball second unit is playing. 
All right, y'all, we are running short on time here. Before we get out, of course, it's a Bulls victory night, so we got to get our goon of the night to the proper man. And before we hear who the official goon of the night is from our guy Big Dave, Mark and Will, who are you awarding your goon of the nights to? Uh, Will, we'll start with hey, you. Hey, 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 don't be stealing my segment, man. What you doing? I do come, oh. we coming in, stepping on my toes here, sir. Goon of my the apologies. night, let me handle my business, sir. Who is going to be on it? Will, we'll start with you. Who shall be goon of the night, sir, for you? I, I was going to give it to Alex Caruso, but the way that you just bulldozed <laughs> in there, I think that, that was the goon move of the night for me. I'm giving it to you, Big Dad. <laughs> LB, you are my goon of the night. <laughs> jet lag, jet lags. <laughs> Marquet, your sir, sir, goon of the night. Oh, Dave, Dave. Where's Dave going with this one? This could go a million different ways. I mean, right. I think it should be Caruso. I think that's what Will said. Not, not surprising that he and I both agree. I feel like, I mean, you could go Io because I know how much you love Io wrapping up Trey. Caruso, like I said, you could. I know you love Vooch and the way he played and that dunk, that mean mug on the on that dunk. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Vooch because of the dunk and that stare down, the fact that he got into it the way he did. I know you love that, so uh, I'm gonna say Vooch. I did, I did. Matt Peck, sir, you're going to the night. I also agree that I feel like you're going to award it to the man who this award is essentially named after in Alex Russo. I'm going to give a little bit of goon love to our guy, Kobe White, who my heart broke for him when they, during the TV timeout, reviewed that play and waved off his shot clock beating dunk when the Bulls had an ugly-ass offensive possession. And Kobe almost bailed him out and was like, fuck it, I'm going to the rack. And he converted a dunk. You almost never see Kobe dunks. I feel like it's like, okay, the hand was still touching the ball when the clock went down, so they waved it off. I feel like it should have counted because the ball was at the rim. It was physically touching the rim before the shot clock expired. And I know that's not the rule, but I think it's BS. I love that that's what Kobe White tried to pull off there with the shot clock running down. I'm going to give him some goon love. One more, one you know- more, uh, one more element to add for the, for the Kobe agenda here. So in the locker room after the game, Somebody asked about the first play of the fourth quarter where the Bulls forced a shot clock violation on what is effectively like an after timeout play. That's like when coaches get to show off their set plays that they designed and the Bulls got a shot clock violation, which is like amazing. That was just like insane defense. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody asked um, like what was going on in the play and Patrick kind of described everything that happened. And then I think it was Casey asked, what was Kobe doing on that play? How did he look? And Patrick said, like, oh, he looked great. And Kobe goes, what was I doing, Patrick? Tell me what I was doing on that play. Were you even watching? <laughs> and Patrick was like, yeah, you were you were like in shift. You are in rotation. And he was like, nope, I cut off the ball twice and forced the shot clock violation. So that was that was a goon move. And that's, that's another uh, added element that for the Kobe agenda. Tell him, Kobe. That is some goon stuff. You're absolutely right. That is a goon move. Oh, man. Um, I actually was gonna give this to Andre Drummond to be real with you. I was gonna I thought because I we had just talked about how we not never gonna see him play again. He walked in off the street with a nose ring in, got got dunked on, and then came back down and dunked on somebody else and then got his put back. I thought that was that was goon stuff, but I have to give it not to Alex Caruso. But to all five Alex Caruso's, you get the good of the night, sir. What an amazing game you played. All five rested Alex Caruso's handled their business on both ends of the floor. Like you said, uh, had Trey Young in jail and also just causing all kinds of havoc, tipping the balls, getting those steals. Then when he gets the dunk and he hits you with the headband, it was it, he was on it, man. All five Alex Caruso's, sir, for you. It's goon of the night for all of y'all. Yes. And big Dave's at home, so it's the big old championship belt tonight. There it is. The big old belt, yes. All right, we are out of time. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Shout out to our pal Salim, I see, who threw us a super chat tonight. Uh, Giving some love to Damar, Pat, Will, and Kobe. AK with another super chat. 
Uh, Matt, surprised that not only do you like Metallica, but your understanding of Cliff Burton. Yo, oh, you must have caught our last show in Paris, where, yeah, Big Dave dragged us to a record shop. I don't really care about record shops, but I found a very rare Metallica live concert showing. Um, shout out to UAK, another metalhead out there in Bulls Nation. That's right. Young as don't know. They don't know how good the metal used to be back in the 80s and early 90s. Talk that, man. Uh, you know what, oh, baby? I was just gonna say. I was just gonna load and reload, though. That w- they would have been given that away for free, though, wouldn't they? Surely. Hey, hey, look, hey! You you can talk your shit if you want to. Load and reload should have been condensed into one album, obviously. But they had their gems. You can't say shit about fuel. You can't say shit about memory remains. You can't say shit about king nothing until it sleeps. Come yeah. on now. Come on now. All right, we we can't start Matt. Angry Metallica rant. It's too late for that. (laughs) We We will be back in studio tomorrow for the second night of a Bulls back-to-back and the first night of the Bulls three-game trip. Winnable games. Winnable games we're talking. We could be talking 25 and 24 by the end of this week. In the meantime, read everything Will's writing for us at allchgo.com. Great recap of the Paris trip at Daily Diary. If you haven't read it yet, go do that right now. The man spun webs of our beautiful week through Paris on paper. He is at Will underscore Golly for his Bulls reporting. Follow that man. Mark is at MK Hoops. Big Dave is at BNWL Sports. I am at Bulls underscore Peck. We are CHGO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks to our pal producer, Stephen Nicholas, filling in for Joey tonight. Back in studio tomorrow. We will talk to you then. Until then, Bulls Nation, appreciate the love, appreciate the shout-outs, appreciate the likes, appreciate the subscribes. 24K! We did it tonight. Thanks to y'all. See you, Red. Be good.